You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Winky Wednesday. My guest, as is always the case on Wednesdays, Nick Winkler, will be joining me momentarily. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism, speaking of Winkler, or commitment, or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Brian Peacock, your host at BD Peacock on Twitter. We've got a little bit of news to get to today. We will get some overflow mailbag questions and turn the page. I don't know. We might want to turn the page a little bit slower this time from week six to week seven after a big win for the 49ers. Look ahead a little bit to the New England Patriots. And now let's bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Nick, how are you, sir? Might want to marinate a little bit more on this week six game than we have uh, the last couple of weeks when we're getting ready to look ahead at the next one because of a disappointing outcome. Uh, it was a wild game Sunday with, uh, with the game plan that Kyle Shanahan put into place that was executed perfectly by his squad. Yeah, I mean, talk about uh, just setting up the perfect game plan for your team and building confidence in your quarterback and all of your offensive weapons. I mean, bravo. Hats off to Kyle Shanahan. The genius came out. Yet again, I mean, that's the kind of win, too. It's like a, it's a season changer. It really is. It's like everything seemed lost. Everyone was like, oh, God, these Niners, this is horrible. We lost to Miami. Oh, gosh. Oh, we just beat the Rams at home. And Jimmy Garoppolo owns the Rams. And Jimmy Garoppolo, if they if they asked him about any of the Rams afterwards, he should have been like, who? Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> that might be the the answer next time. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, Debo Samuel owns the Rams as well. Three, and yeah, I does. love that response to Aaron Donald. The vibe is so much different because, and it's funny, I can always tell what's going on with the 49ers with the, with the mailbags and how the Twitter Tuesdays go and some of the emails, and a lot less about the draft this week, and that's right. the big indicator there, and it's only, <laughs> you know, that's only one game difference. It's only going from two and three to three and three, but uh, this week made a huge difference, I think, for the morale of the fans and most likely for the team. I think some confidence growing uh, on the team it has to and which was I think one of the biggest keys about getting the offense going and you know protecting the offensive line a little bit protecting Jimmy G a little bit with that game plan and, and just getting the ball into playmakers hands however you can yeah I mean it's got to build everybody's confidence Emmanuel Mosley being back out there Jason Verrett looking like you know a shut down corner again and you know, just Fred Warner all over the football field the D-line still not getting the pressure you want to see on a quarterback but you know everybody else is stepping up the offensive line looked fantastic you know it wasn't nice to see uh, Mostert get injured, of course, but then you know Hasty stepped up and he looked good and explosive. Like it, it's it's a good football team to watch again. It was a lot of fun watching the what, what Kyle dialed up there. Jimmy, you know, making the throws when he had to. Kittle doing what Kittle does, and yeah, it, it gives you a lot of hope heading into to a, a rough game this weekend. You're you're heading into Foxborough. You know, it's not an easy place to play going up against a really mobile quarterback in Cam Newton, which the 49ers have struggled mm. with the last couple seasons. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good to come off of something, you know, off of a win heading into a game like that, that's for sure. Absolutely. More on those New England Patriots a little bit later. We will have the Thursday crossover episode. Mike DeBate, he is the host of Locked On Patriots. I'll be chatting with tomorrow about that Week 7 matchup. Some moves really quickly the 49ers pulled off today. 
uh, I say pulled off, it's, it's not exactly something that it, they're excited to do, is put center Ben Garland on injured reserve due to a calf injury. Oof. And they officially signed cornerback Parnell Motley. It had been in the works for a while. He's now on the active roster. He had to pass all the COVID stuff. That has happened. So Parnell Motley will be practicing all week with the 49ers, a rookie undrafted out of Oklahoma. By the way, my guy Eric Crocker, who specializes in defensive backs, played defensive back professionally, a cover guy himself, really liked Motley before the draft. So I'm excited to see what he looks like in a 49ers uniform. And they have waived tight end Daniel Helm. So hey, those but, were some pretty minor moves, but I mean, actually, the center move is not very minor, and no, uh, I don't know scary. who's going to start at center for the 49ers this week and going forward, and it looks like Weston Richburg is going to be a little bit longer on the pup list and not coming off after this week as eligible, just like Ronald Blair, who had a setback with his surgery on his ACL, and Julian Taylor not coming back yet, so mm-hmm. Niners not getting reinforcements there, which makes me feel like that's the place where they need to make a move is at center. Yeah, yeah, because who else is going to fill in there? You know, really, I mean, Brunskill stepped up at right guard, didn't he, this past week? Like, that was so much fun to watch. There was even a, a scary moment, too, where school was in the game. You're like, oh, no, another injury to that offensive line. Like, that's the last thing the 49ers <laughs> need right now. And yeah, and I'm going to bring it up again because I've been harping on him for the last couple of years. But Lakin Tomlinson, he is stepping up this year. He's had a great season. I haven't heard him call for a penalty all year maybe I missed it maybe he was but I mean that was something that every year I harped on it every single week we'd get to this and I'd be like all right Lakin Tomlinson with another false start yep waiting for him to call the 75 there hasn't been a lot of 75s this year no no it's been really fun to watch Trent Williams had another solid game too so you know obviously you don't want to hear one of your guys getting put on IR luckily you know the IR is a lot different this year than it's been in the past so you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world, but, you know, right when you start to get a flow going, it's like, nope, take another guy out. Oh, and take your starting running back out, too. Yeah, that's rough. brutal. That's a rough go. So we'll see how they shuffle the line to make up for the loss of Ben Garland at center, which is the big one. Getting healthy at corner is so important for the team. Mm-hmm. And they add some reinforcements there with Parnell Motley. So um, and I, I loved how Mosley Verrett stepped up um, the offensive line. I think one of the. Big key things. I mean, what would you take away with that that game plan that Kyle Shanahan put out there for the 49ers? Because it was so creative. Yeah, it was it was such an obvious combination. Like once they started doing it and once it was working well, it was like, okay, obviously, this is the perfect thing to do right now. Based on the personnel you have, first of all, you, you have the Yak Bros, so let's utilize yeah. them. Let's right. let's turn the the passing game into the running game. Jimmy Garoppolo still can't fire off of that ankle. I think that's pretty clear. So let's keep everything as short as possible in the passing game. Protect him. Let him be efficient in that short area stuff and just hand the ball off shovels and all those things. It, it helps thwart Aaron Donald in the middle of the field because you're keeping the ball on the outside and you're running away from him. And then it also helps your offensive line gain some confidence and you're getting the ball out in 2.3 seconds, which was, uh, I think it was the second fastest time to throw in the NFL last week for Jimmy Garoppolo. So all those things were super key and all were important to why the 49ers, I think, put a game plan together like that. And, and I loved it. And I've been pretty critical about the 49ers not being able to throw the ball down the field a little bit, but last week was a perfect opportunity to not really need to do that. I don't know if they can do that every week. I don't know if putting that on film for Bill Belichick and and Bill's probably sitting over there. Okay, try that again. I got something for you. So we'll see if that works again this week. It's not something I think that you're going to want to implement every week, but I mean, at least you got to get to the intermediate passing game. So uh, we'll see what the 49ers offense looks like this week, but maybe with a little bit of extra, 
Uh, just a little bit extra confidence coming into week seven with what they were able to do on offense might help. Yeah, what I really liked too with the play calling was a lot of the motion. Like they were moving people before the snap to get them out there to lead block. Like there were so many times where it was like, okay, Kittle's going in motion to the left. Oh, it's a pitch to the left. You know, it's like you have another extra blocker out there. I really liked it. I, I thought it was really creative. I, they, they did it both directions. They did it, you know, on like little jet sweeps, but they didn't hand the ball to that guy. They handed it to the next guy, and then that guy was now a lead blocker. And, yeah, I was like, who is the ball going to? You know, keeping the defense on their toes. I, I really liked it. But like you said, you know, now all that's on film. Uh, Bilicek is kind of one of those guys, too, that, you know, he's going to have his guys prepared. And and hopefully Kyle can, can get creative again and, and switch things up and, and and keep, you know, that New England defense, which hasn't been as quite as good as it was last year, but still, you know, not 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 something you should look past. Um, keep them on their, their heels because that would be fantastic. All right. Let's keep this thing going. We've got some mailbag questions I want to get to, Nick, and look ahead to the New England Patriots in week seven. Coming up on this Locked On 49ers Winky Wednesday. Got a question here from N. Weston. Two-part question. Number one, do you disc golf? It's a perfect pandemic sport. You can play alone or with a small group. I think your wingspan, you could be a natural. What do you think? Disc golf, Nick? I have never disc golfed in my life. What about you? Yeah, actually, one of the top courses uh, in the country is up in the Santa Cruz Mountains, De La Viega. I used to play it all the time. I haven't dissed in a while, but Whoa. I still oh, have dissed. my bag. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun, man. I, I love disc golfing. You, it's uh, I had the tomahawk chop, the overhand throw. You as a baseball player, you you'd have a really good tomahawk throw as well. Um, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. You ever, I've you've seen never the, played? the tomahawk. I've never played once in my life. I've never tossed a disc aside from just a normal frisbee. But these are smaller and heavier, right? They're, yeah, and they're all different. Like drivers are weighted differently. They're shaped differently. You have your mid range discs. You have your putters. They're all they're all different. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's it's a lot of fun. I think I I've think seen the think... tomahawk throw you're talking about. It it somehow flattens out, right? You throw it over it the top, but it, then it ends up being flat. Uh, there's there's a lot of different ones. The, the, the tomahawk's just an overhead throw, and like it starts right and then turns back left, so you can like move your way around trees. Gotcha. And, and you could flip the disc and throw it backwards and make it go left to right. And no, it's there's a lot of creativity that goes into disc golf too. So whoever whoever that question was, yes, disc golfing's awesome. I love it. Brian would love it too. I don't know. I just started regular golf. I think that's going too far down the golf rabbit hole for me <laughs> right now in my life. It's a lot easier than regular golf. I'll tell you that much. Uh, there's actually, I, and I do see those courses sometimes, and I see them, and I'm like, hmm. You see the they're baskets? Not, they're, yeah, the baskets. They're not used as often as regular golf, too. It just depends. Like, De La Viega, I mean, there'd be days I'd go out there, and there'd be like a 45-minute wait just to get on the first tee, you know? It's free, too, which is the best part about it. So there's just a bunch of baskets out there, and it's like, you just get out and go, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they have, they have holes and everything. And, you know, the nicer ones have little layouts, too, of what the holes look like and everything. And they have different uh, basket placements, too. It's like, oh, it'll be in the A position today or the B position. And some are trickier than others. And Yeah, uh, De La Viega's got this hole. It's the final hole. They, they actually have 27 holes out there. Uh, it's the last one. It's called Top of the World. And you have to do this big trek up a mountain, but you get this whole view of the Monterey Bay. It's just epic. So you chuck the disc. And mm -hmm. wherever it lands, you pick it up and you go from there and chuck it again. Yeah, you kind of get like you have to, put, you know, you put your foot down right where your disc is and you can kind of move your other foot around, you know, to kind of, but, but you have to stay within a certain area of where your disc went. And, okay. Yeah. And, the, you know, most courses, they're all part threes. I have one hole in one on the, the V hole at De La Viega. Anybody who's played it knows what I'm talking what about. What kind of distance are we talking about here? 
It just depends. They're all different. Some are really no, long. For your hole in one, how far was it? Uh, I, I don't think they actually have a measured out, but it was not close. None of the holes are close. I'm still not sold, but we'll see. once this thing's done, you know, you just, you bring out, you know, a little something to drink, maybe a little something to smoke and you just have yourself a great time. And Weston says <laughs> it's a, it's a smoking sport more than a drinking sport. <laughs> no, I think it's more of a drinking. You see okay. a lot of people out there with camel backs. You're like, Oh, you got some water in there. They're like, nah, you want, you want some beer? It's like, Whoa, <laughs> really? Okay. All right. The football question from in Weston is if the Niners asked you to draft round one through four and they take five through seven, would you? And why is draft chairman the title you'd choose? Wait, I don't even understand the second question. If the Niners asked you to draft round one through four and mm-hmm. they take, oh, so I'm in charge of the first four rounds. And because Niners they struggle charge. with the first four Oh, rounds. dude, that would be the, the most yeah. ultimate. I mean, going back to the bulky era too, right. that would be the most ultimate Dude, move. Our shadow 49er like, team would be amazing. How good would this 49ers team be? Absolutely. I'm with you. And draft chairman is the perfect name for me. And, and I don't remember if it was in Weston it. originally that they came up with that name, but um, I love it. That is. Yeah. I mean, let, let's start a petition to get Peacock out there. I think the number the one key rounds. to the draft is that I think, so I think teams get so, I don't know what the right term is, more like an echo chamber. So they're only within their own building and doing their own evaluations. So I think that's why teams boards can look so much different than what other teams have and how I'm ranked and, you know, different schemes that are involved or a we see on the outside because there's so many different people that have input when you're looking at media draft boards and when you're doing your own evaluations and there's a million people on Twitter and there's like, oh, here's this prospect, here's this prospect. And you see so many different opinions in a building, you're getting a lot fewer opinions. Imagine if you just took right. a random group of, you know, say five analysts and said, okay, now you guys have to make a draft board. It would look a lot different if they had no outside input than the than what ends up being the collective um, look of a of the of draft boards when everybody gets involved and everyone's sharing information because in the NFL, people aren't sharing information. We don't know what the medicals look like. We don't know what the background looks like either. Um, face-to-face interviews, I'm sure, are huge for a lot of these things. And I mean, like with the 49ers, they had John Lynch literally had a class with the guy he drafted. Like, has right. that ever happened in the history of the NFL before? I don't think it has. And that was their and that first was ever the draft. year, too, where they blew two first round draft picks. For very opposite reasons, right? They yeah. got the, the talent right with Foster, but the off field right. stuff that everyone else yep. somehow knew the Niners didn't worry about it or, or didn't know about it. And. They got the character stuff right with Solomon Thomas, but he just wasn't worthy of that high of a selection. So they they got both of them half right, and they ended up being both misses. And then even the, the next year, when it comes to Mike McGlinchey, he's Matt Ryan's cousin. And I bet that played right. a lot into it. And then this year, it was a Brandon Ayuk, Herm Edwards, coach at Arizona State, well-respected by John Lynch, obviously his former coach and, and people in the 49ers building. And it turns out that they wanted to draft and kill Harry from Arizona State the year before too. So really leaning heavily <laughs> on relationships. And it's almost like, for me... Uh, maybe they're too close to the fire and there's too much of a of a, a single-minded thing going on there with the style of players that Kyle Shanahan likes and, and maybe uh, an outside perspective would help the 49ers in some cases. Not that they've done terribly bad or anything like that compared to the rest of the league, but they've had their misses and I think a lot of their misses, it's more like, and this is what I always said about the Trent Baalke era, was like, look, I, I just want the ability to swat the card out of his hand and just say, you know, no. no. If he's don't there in the it. next round, maybe, but don't right. you can't make this pick. I'm sorry, I'm vetoing it. That would be the power that I think uh, it would be nice to have in some cases. We need to get you 
uh, a table that you can stand up on and stand up for guys and be like, no, 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 look, <laughs> this is who I want on my team. I'm standing on the table for this guy and they need to listen. Oh, they would kick me out of the room in five seconds if I was in the draft room. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, as soon as they start talking, they'd be like, "Are you serious? What the hell are you guys?" Like thinking? the first time I saw the board, is like, "How the hell did this guy get? Did this card get lost? Why is it way over here? This should be way over here." <laughs> anyway, drafting's hard. No, no doubt about it. I like Everybody the term "draft chairman," though. That's a cool title. I like you that just a lot. Make business cards with that on it. Nick, let's do a draft really quick, right? Okay. Me and you. I'm the commish. You are right. the drafter. Okay. Who are you selecting number one overall from 49ers running backs rest of the season go? Oh, I mean, most of can't stay healthy. Obviously, you want that. But, man, Hasty's looked good, hasn't he? Mm, he has. He has. Would you take Hasty number one overall right now? I, just, I mean, like with McKinnon's injury history, I mean, obviously, Mostert is legit. But this is the second time this season he's gotten hurt. He's going to miss some time. I, right now, the best ability is availability. And to me, mm. that's Hasty. I don't know, man. I, I, I know that I jump on the bandwagon really easily, and I'm very easily persuaded. But the key um, is that you're taking Hasty over McKinnon, over Coleman, yeah. over Wilson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coleman for sure. I mean, you know, but I, I love, okay. I'll be, everybody's healthy. It's most certain it's not even close. Uh, but that's not where we're at right now. You know, we're right. at another point where we're going to lose some Tim for a few games. Uh, McKinnon has been, he's been okay. He's been, you know, he's been serviceable uh coleman where's he been you know wilson i mean come on guys guys injured as well like right now i need a guy who can get out there and, and touch the ball 20 times for me uh, if need be and, and yeah i think i'm taking hasty what, where are you at where, what are you doing i would still go mostert because the second half of the year he should be back and i would just take that ability that he has but second would absolutely be hasty and, and yeah. it's sort of i got to ask ask that question a lot when everyone's healthy who goes it's like well, it's not Hasty and it's not Mostert, so figure it out between the rest of them and, and get yourself a roster because right. Um, and and Jeff Wilson's supposed to be back soon. He's got a calf injury, I believe. This week he might be ready to go, so that might make things a little bit more difficult for Hasty to break through and, and really get a ton of touches. Um, I don't know though. He put something down on film though, you know? and they allowed him to close out the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that right. was huge to me, and that was a, a little of bit of a surprise. And and I wouldn't at all be shocked if it's Jarek McKinnon that's quote unquote starting, like we saw the dance. The last sure. couple of years, we saw it with Coleman and Brita. We saw it with Coleman and Mostert. Uh, Mostert had zero starts for the 49ers until this year. And so I could totally see, even if Hasty ends up getting a lot of touches and he ends up being the better uh, contributor, you know, putting up the most numbers, but still <laughs> doesn't get the quote-unquote start. And so I could see that kind of being a situation where he waits to put in Hasty later in the game as a change of pace guy, but then he goes as the hot hand and ends up playing more. And we saw that's just kind of been the MO. He's going to start the guy he trusts. And I'm sure on critical third downs, it'll be McKinnon because he right. wants the, the best pass protector in there, even though I really like Hasty's ability on third downs. And in fact, if you look ahead to the 2021 season, I think having Mostert as the number one, then having Hasty as a third down change of pace back as the number two, I think that's pretty darn perfect for their skill set. And I love both their skill sets in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yeah, I'm into it. And again, you know, it's it's all about the hot hand, too. And it's been a real small sample size with Hasty. You know, we're being a bit hasty to, to, to start propelling him into this yeah. this superstar. But at the same time, you know, he's looked good and, and he's healthy. And to me, you know, that, that means I, I hope he gets quite a few touches this weekend. But I think you're right. I think it's going to be a lot of McKinnon. 
uh, with with uh, Hasty sprinkled in. And if Wilson's healthy, you know he'll be getting all those short down uh, yardage plays as well and anything inside the five. It's a knee sprain for Coleman, so I think he's still a couple of weeks away at least. And then okay. uh, if Mostert goes on IR, that's at least three weeks with a high ankle sprain. And we know and how those could go. That could, be, yeah. that could be even closer to six weeks. So, Oof. I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, if, if the Mostert thing, knowing it would be six weeks, then I might take Hasty number one. Yeah, that's a big chunk of your season right there, man. All right. I, I've got a similar question for you about 49ers defensive backs coming up, and we'll get to a couple more questions here on. Locked on 49ers Winky Wednesday. You know how much I love Built Bars. We've talked about them for a while on the show. And if you want to buy a box of Built Bars for 20% off, well, I've got a deal for you. And they have a ton of new flavors of Built Bars as well to go along with their 12 original flavors. Bars are covered in delicious 100% real chocolate, not some brown colored sugary substance. This is legit Chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious folks out there if you're trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Bars are low in calories, low sugar, high in protein, high fiber, even great for keto diets. You go with the new cookies and cream flavor, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and 4 grams of sugar. One of my favorite flavors is the peanut butter. 19 grams of protein in that one, only 5 grams of sugar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. How often do you use excuses like, I had a rough day at work, or just not feeling it? It isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED with Roman. You can get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash on to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash on for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash on. All right, Nick, same question. I'm the commish. I'm going to mm-hmm. put it to you. Who are you drafting number one overall the rest of the season at cornerback? <laughs> it just feels so wrong, right, to, to take Jason Verrett. But he's played, you know, out of this world. And, and he's had such a history of injuries that it's so terrifying. But he's also been the healthiest corner on the 49ers this year. So it's tricky, man. I'd love to get Sherman back. That would be fantastic. Mosley's played well. Um, but I mean, you, you got to take Verrett right now. You got to play the hot hand. I don't think you have any choice that Verrett has yeah. to be the selection with the way he's played and the fact that he is currently healthy now. Yeah. Who would be the second pick, though? And I think that's even kind of difficult not knowing where Sherman is and how he he's going to look setback, when he comes back. Right? I mean, that's got to be rough. That, that That's not good. He, he's a little bit older. Mosley's played well the last two years or year and a half. And, you know, I think I think he's got to be your number two healthy. Maybe it, it's k you know, like, I, I don't know. Oh, that, I didn't even think about k being in there, too. And I could see that. I could see the argument there as well for him. He's one of the top slot corners in the league. And, you know, but again, he's not in there. So 
for me, you, you go with the two healthy guys right out of the gate because you need to win this weekend. You know, you need to win right now. I'm with you. Yeah. And we've I, seen what it's like when you only have one good corner in there. You get your butts kicked. K1, I believe, can come off week nine from his ML uh, MCL sprain from IR. Yeah. And Oof. Sherman, it looks like the earliest is probably going to be week eight for him to play. Yeah, so that it's not that hard of a, of a question, I think, at this point. Sherman might come back this week. I don't think they've closed the door on that yet, but I don't think it's likely. No. I think you, you with the way Mosley and Varechis played, I think you give him another run. And by the way, there's just not been news on D Ford. Is he done for the year? At all. Is he going to come back at some point? Like right. he might Is be he done. At home? They're he like, might no, never take a snap home. for the 49ers again. That's crazy. He, he's wrapped in cellophane. He's in one of those bubbles, you know, that the Flaming Lips performed their concert in recently, <laughs> so that they just he just doesn't get hurt. Like he's just he's going to bounce around in that for a little while, and then he'll come back to practice. I've had the question about why has Tarverius Moore not gotten into games as much with all the injuries they've had in the secondary, and I don't think I have a great answer for that. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I mean, they know more than we do, that's for sure. So there's a reason he's not in there. So maybe he's maybe he's getting outmatched in practice or something, right? Yeah, I think it's more timing-wise. Like He's practicing at free safety, and Jimmy Ward's the one that hasn't gotten hurt. And I think yeah. there was the... I Oof, think did she, you see the PFF grades in that game on Jimmy Ward? No. Because they were listing everybody's PFF grades based on their position when they were showing, you know, like, oh, let's take a look at the defense. He was like 81 out of 84. Oh, you mean during the game? Yeah. Yeah. No, I missed that. <laughs> it was like, oh, Jimmy Ward. That's not what you want to see. Jimmy, Jimmy Ward. Yeah, he's he's hit or miss a lot of times. I don't know that he's stuck out as being bad like that, though. 81 right. out of 84 seems a little bit harsh. He hasn't made a ton of plays. He's never been a guy to get his hands on the ball a lot. And maybe that's it. Maybe he's just not around the ball. And so he gets, you know. The, the and he's asked to go in man go coverage, and, and he'll get beat sometimes in man coverage, too. He, he's asked to do something very difficult in this scheme because he's got to have so much range if he's playing single high. And so then he's just asked think to about man it. up sometimes. Think about every game we've watched this season. Have you seen Jimmy Ward make a play? Like, think about it. Yeah, you remember he, being like, yeah, Ward, yeah. Early I on, was, it might have been week one. Okay. Was it week one? That's, that was a long, long time ago. That he, had, he, had the, he had a pick, right? He had one interception this year. Was it wow. week one or week two? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I, I like Jimmy Ward. I just, you know. That, you the other thing is, so. You really think about it. On, on both sides of that, he hasn't been someone where you're like, oh, Jimmy Ward really blew it That's that true. time, right? So, you're right. He's Maybe just, they're just not going at him, and so his numbers aren't very high. And I, I think that sort of goes along with the position, depending on how yeah. you how you play it and how your scheme is. I mean, they're called safety for a reason. A lot of times when you hear about a safety, it's because you see the back of his jersey and he's running the wrong direction, chasing somebody who's behind him, and he hasn't done that really either. And he's not getting the tackles because Fred Warner's just vacuuming yeah. And he's playing pretty up. far off the line of scrimmage in the single high. You're, you're not right. going to be a stat collector as much. Right. I'm looking for his stats to try to figure out which game that was that he he did not have an interception. I got that completely okay. wrong. He defended a pass. He has one. <laughs> look, one it's an empty. It is a really empty. And it's amazing. So no picks. Yeah. If you don't and have one stats, pass defensed on the season, well, and that right? was that was week one. He had a pass defensed. Oof, that that was a long time ago. Not even a lot of tackles either. Yeah. Man. Anyway, that was looking at the off season. uh, That was the the one that I was most surprised about. And it's, it's easy to compare because they got the same money is Mm -hmm. letting Sanders walk 
and paying Jimmy Ward $8 million per year when you had Tarverius Moore waiting in the wings. That is one that I was a little bit surprised about, and I thought it was so impactful that they had that veteran wide receiver that they would try to pay Sanders the money and let Jimmy Ward walk with all of his injury history. And right. they played it completely opposite. So that one did surprise me. And again, this is an anti-Jimmy Ward, but only three... Wait, where are we at here? Well, those are sacks. Why is sacks what they show? I know. Uh, see. At the safety position. Yeah. Sacks are important. Intercept. Two interceptions in Jimmy Ward's career. Yeah, that's not his game. None since 2016. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a long time. He, you know, he's missed quite a bit of time in those those four years that's kind of well. crazy not recently let's see how many starts has he had in the kyle shanahan era seven nine thirteen six so he started every game this year he started 13 games last year stayed healthy once he was on the field that's 19 28 36 36 starts zero interceptions in the kyle shanahan era for jimmy ward wow okay but again that's not really what he's asked to do he's not really that guy Again, not hating on Jimmy Ward. Just interesting. It's interesting when you start digging a little bit deeper into some of these players. It is. is. All right. Nick, you got anything to say while I look for the tweets that I lost because I have like 27 times Yeah, a couple of of good tweets, uh, you know, during the Niner game. Uh, At LayOdds49, that's a bad mofo. Got a picture of Mostert doing his, you know, probably face mask uh, stiff arm, but still impressive nonetheless. That's a bad mofo, you know. I do know. I really do. Uh, and at Jay Patel 311, the whole defense has that Lake and Tomlin energy. You know, like, boom. They're, they're you know, they're out there playing hard. They're, they're getting it done. I am a convert on Lake and Tomlinson. I'm in. You know what? You know what I, I say when I see that there's been so many fewer penalties on Lake and Tomlinson this year? Hmm. Can't believe it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be on. I think he heard that I was on him. And then I was riding him all last year. He finally he, he took it upon himself this offseason to ride the ship. You're welcome. Bert says, is Hasty going to have over 100 yards against the Pats? That was, I mean, that, that's kind of going a bit high. Um, I'd love that. I'd love to see him get 50 yards. I'd love to see him get 10 touches. 49 Problems says, bring Staley back and kick Brunskill into play center. Super Bowl found. Boom. Where would uh, Staley play? Sorry, Super Bowl bound, not Super Bowl found. Where it looks, sounds like they right want him tackle? to play guard. You, or you put him at right tackle and you move. Uh, but have you seen Joe Staley? He's about 70 pounds too light right yeah, now, isn't he? Yeah, you, you bring him in to play tight end. Maybe, tight end, yeah, the block for his tight end, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Staley ain't coming back. No. We kind of talked about this one. When Sherman comes back, who are the starting corners? Well, Sherman's going to start, right? Yeah. That from Roosevelt. It'll be Sherman and Verrett and then... Mosley will be the number three. Maybe you could work in and start playing the slot if k still out when Sherman comes back. That's the way I'd envision it happening. I like that. Am I, or is this when Richard Sherman starts to make his transition to safety? Right. I mean, it, I don't know. I have no idea because I counted out Sherman with his Achilles injuries. So I'm definitely, he's not the type of guy that I'm going to say, you know, he can't do it. Right. And I don't know what the 49ers are going to do. Maybe that means he comes back at a discount next year. But man, like you, he he's can't play forever, but maybe mm-hmm. he can. I mean, he's a smart guy, and the 49ers scheme athleticism wouldn't really help him. Like if he's a step slower, that doesn't really help him at safety either. Right, that's a good point. So let him play the position he's best at. That's the way I look at it. Right, keep on one side of the field. Uh, the New England Patriots, Nick, in Week Seven. Who you got? How do you see this one going? 
Yeah, I, I it, again, tough heading cross country. Got that 10 a.m. start time. You know, luckily there's no fans in the stands. That definitely plays to the 49ers' advantage. They're coming off of a loss. Niners are coming off of a win. Uh, mobile quarterback scares me, though. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the 49ers may have figured something out. Uh, they're pretty healthy on offense, you know, minus Mostert, which, again, that, that's a big minus. Um, I, I think they could go in there and they could pull out a win. Um, I'm not counting on it. I'm not guaranteeing it. But, you know, I think I think it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, – there's not going to be a lot of possessions because I know New England likes to really run the ball and, and hold on to the time of possession. And the 49ers did that against the Rams. So if they both try to do it, it could be, you know, a 9-6 game. <laughs> yeah, I was you know, going to say and, that. Take the under in this one. Yeah, yeah. I think the 49ers have the better kicker. So I'm going to go with the Niners. I like it. In fact, I want to see what the over-under is right now in that game because it's got to be It's going to be like 28. <laughs> this game is going to be so fun because it's going to be a chess match. It's going to be all about coaching. What is Robert Sala going to do to yeah. try to thwart, finally, uh, a running quarterback? Uh, they've been so bad against mobile quarterbacks, so that scares me from the 49ers standpoint. And what is Bill Belichick going to do against Kyle Shanahan if he runs a similar scheme? Is Shanahan going to run a similar scheme? What's he got for Belichick? Because on paper, the 49ers, even with all the injuries, are still a better roster and a better team. Um, right. I don't think, I mean, you know, the travel is not great for teams right now, but again, it's not home field advantage like we've seen in the past. So can the 49ers do what they did to the Rams defense again to the Patriots defense? That w- that's going to be a fun matchup to watch when the Niners are on offense and the Pats are on defense. Um, 45 is the over under right now. The Pats are favored by two and a half, which is pretty much means it's a, it's a pick them traditionally pick for game, yeah. what you get uh, as the home team. Which I like, I give, you know, it's going to be a fun game to watch. That's for sure. I hate that it's at 10 a.m. start time. I, I don't like that. I much prefer what we just had where you get a whole day of football and then you get to watch your team on Sunday night. Oh, that's awesome. I love that Sunday night game. Yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, let's go Niners. You know, let's get get another win. Keep this win streak going. It is the 125 game, though. It's afternoon Pacific time. Oh, cool. oh, yeah. that's been, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, is it going to be the game of the week? Is it Nance? Nance and Romo? <laughs> I don't have the, the information on whether it's uh, Nance or not. I'm going to look it up. It is. Oh, yeah. Nance game. Yep. Nance wonder, and Romo. I wonder I'm what in. the 49ers record is in Romo Nance games. Get your Coronas out. <laughs> uh, take the Niners in the under, right, Nick? I'm doing it. All right. Good stuff, Nick. Thank you as always. My pleasure as always. Thanks everybody for listening. Be back tomorrow. Crossover Thursday right here. Locked on 49ers.